Hey, Jesse. Hey. Happy anniversary. That's right. It's not our anniversary, but it's a anniversary. You forgot it's our anniversary. It is not our anniversary. It's our anniversary. (laughs) Our anniversary is in January. No, it's in July. You got confused because they both start with a J. Mm -hmm. July 3rd. We've been married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's the 10th anniversary of Collapsible Lung. Congratulations. Did you think we'd make it this far? Did to you think... the anniversary of Collapsible Lung? <laughs> yeah, did you think we'd make it this far from when the album came out? In the now? podcast or just together in general? <laughs> just the, did you think the world would make it this far? Yes. Oh, good. Well, at least we made it this far, (laughs) and it all looks good from here, I guess. I'm getting by with my collapsible lung, and it's a good time, 100% of the time now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, everyone. My lung is collapsing. (laughs) What? Oh, goodness. You could have done the bit, but yeah, it's like two opening bits. I'm like, you could have saved that for the beginning. (laughs) So can you believe it? Look, look where we are. Look how far we made it. Look, we made it this far. That's what you said in the beginning part. Yes, we're here to talk about it's the 10th anniversary of Collapsible Lung, the greatest artistic achievement. No, we're going to talk about it. It's the great. I think it's the greatest artistic achievement. In the history of Reliant K's music. What do you think? I know you agree, but how much do you agree? On a scale of 10 to 20. Am I being too silly? I can rein it back. Hello everyone, welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. So this is a special episode because it is actually the 10th anniversary of Collapse of Along. The album came out on July 3rd, 2013. This episodes coming out a couple weeks before then because with our new two-week schedule every two-week schedule it otherwise would come out after the actual late, anniversary yeah. date so it's now or it's late or it's after the date we pick now oh it's the day you're supposed to cancel apple tv plus and we haven't used it <laughs> we haven't used it once <laughs> i wanted to watch... i don't think the new season of the morning shows come out i don't yet, even think so... it's filmed yet yeah that's the only show we really liked on how apple many TV seasons plus. has it had two Okay, well, I think season three is in the can. I think I saw a thing about it because it's already been renewed for a fourth season I saw online. okay. Well, we already watched the Beastie Boys documentary. And I want to watch the Tetris movie. Oh, right. What else? Oh, everyone talks about that Ted Lasso. Should we watch that Ted Lasso while we still have a couple weeks left on Apple TV Plus? I don't know. I have to finish Dickinson. I, like, stopped somewhere in season two and forgot about it. Yeah. You should. Old timey stuff. <laughs> Hip music, like yeah. the, like the album we're talking about this week. Exactly. Are there is there any top of the show business? No, uh, I don't think I have. We have any voicemails, but if we do, we'll probably do them next week. Okay. Um, Sounds let's see. good. So yeah, there is there are, there are two voicemails, but we'll get to them next week during our next regular song episode. Sounds good. So. This was an idea I had for a while. I've actually been talking about how the 10th anniversary of Collapse of Along was coming up for like the last two years. Yeah. Because at first I I feel like you've been talking about it since we started this podcast. I don't know. Because so we've been doing this podcast for about four years now. 
right? Wow. Since since late 2019. We've been doing this podcast yeah. since late 2019, and this is 2023. It <laughs> so is. we're almost to our fourth four-year anniversary. And Collapsible Long was the first album that we finished out of what wherever we're at now, 185 or something episodes, close to that anyway. I don't really know the episode number until I go to upload it. And Collapsible Long was the first album that we fully did. We did an episode on every song. We were done with it. And I think it's the album that like our relationship to just changed the most as we were doing those episodes. So when it was done, I said, like, I thought it would be cool to do a Collapsible Long wrap up episode where we do everything together. Well, then I realized the 10th anniversary was coming up. And I'd been joking about the 10th anniversary for the last two years out of the four. Yeah, I probably mentioned it, you know, knowing, you know, because everyone was excited about the 10th anniversary of Forget Not Slow Down. That happened when we started the podcast. People were hoping for a 10th anniversary tour. I mean, I Forget Not Slow Down. Yeah. (laughs) And then people were, and then when we talked to John Schneck, the joke was, oh, Maybe uh, there'll be a 11th anniversary tour for Forget Not Slow Down, which would be kind of more Relying K-ish to do an 11th anniversary tour. Right. Then COVID hit, and those plans, unfortunately, never worked out. And the Um Yeah tour eventually really happened. And so we probably would have gotten some sort of Forget Not Slow Down anniversary tour, but it never happened. So then I jokingly, over COVID time, started saying, well, the 10th anniversary of Collapsible Lung is coming up. Right. (laughs) And then as it actually was getting close, I was like, you know what? We should hold off and do our our Collapsible Lung full wrap-up episode for that. And then I got the idea that it's kind of the... The uh, the climax of this episode, kind of the thing we've been building towards all of this year, is that we put the call out over the last six or seven months to have people submit covers for a collapsible long Sadie Hawkins pod produced, Sadie Hawkins pod branded covers project. Covers things are things that like a lot of other podcasts do. And we've put out the call sometimes for covers when a song didn't have a cover, and people have submitted them. We got covers for College Kids and God and um, a few other ones, but those are the ones that come to mind. But I've never really, we never said, like, let's, like, get everyone to do a bunch of covers for a thing. So Collapsible Long became the one, and I'm very excited. It's done. It's in the can. And the time you're hearing this, it's already dropped on Bandcamp. And I have not heard it yet, and I'm so excited to hear it. Because they've been trickling in over the last couple of months. And I was like, I realized when the first one came in, we'll talk about it when we get to that section of the episode. When the first one came in, I was so excited to play it for Jessica. And then I was like, wait, we should wait to get her reaction on microphone to these covers. And it was torture for me because I really (laughs) wanted to share these songs with you, but you're finally going to hear them tonight. So go over to Bandcamp, type in Sadie Hawkins Pod, and you'll get the covers album. It's called Replaceable Hips, which was a suggestion of Adam Goff, who's on the covers album twice. Nice. Both as the lead singer of uh, Edgar Lee Island, but also he does a solo cover. Tell me, did you get Bobby Moon? No, I didn't even think of that. Shucks. We'll go over the who we got and how we got them and all that when we go over those covers. But we're going to do that in the second half, just like we would do covers that I found on YouTube. Nice. But anyway, we're going to just talk about Collapsible Hung. You ready to just talk about that <laughs> album? Sort of like uh, reconcile our feelings for it. Sure, like if, sure. If, if this podcast has been nothing else 
than us kind of navigating our feelings about collapsible lung. Right. Well, it is the first album that we finished on the podcast. Right. And I think it's the album that like our feelings for the record really evolved throughout the course of this project that is this podcast. And I just, I think it's like actually, here's how I'd like to, here's how I'd like to start the conversation. I've come to terms with collapsible lung over the last four years of this podcast, realizing that it is absolutely Relying K's most interesting album. Shut artistically. up, Artistically. No, I'm not even kidding. And here's what I mean by that. Is it their best album? No. Is it an album that a lot of people hate? Yes. <laughs> is it an album that some people really love? Yes. And that's what I find interesting. Because what? how do people feel about mm-hmm? People love it. Or they're indifferent to it. Like, people who aren't necessarily Relying K fans are like, oh, yeah, that's, I guess that's Relying K's, like, most famous album, right? Or mm-hmm. people love them. How do people feel about Forget and Not Slow Down? People pretty much universally love it, or they haven't heard about it. You know, you know what your reactions you're going to get to most Relying K albums. What are people's reactions to Collapsible Lung? You never know. Right. Therefore, in that way, it's the most interesting. I don't necessarily mean like the songs themselves or the artistic statement of the album. But when it comes to like looking at the... It gets the most visceral reaction. <laughs> and that is what is the most interesting. Because like you're... Because art is... Our interaction with any form of art is just like what, is, what reaction does it give you? And the, the, the swath of reactions that we get... Like, culturally, from the Reliant K fandom, from people outside the Reliant K fandom, the reactions to Collapsible Lung are the most interesting. Reactions to, uh, you know, Forget Not Slow Down is their best album. Let's just say that. Agreed. And you can, like, find interesting things in there lyrically, musically, artistically in that album that will be fascinating to talk about but when it comes to the reactions from the audience there's nothing interesting to talk about from the reactions of the audience i'm not talking about like people who have stories about how because everyone knows it's their greatest artistic endeavor yeah there's there's no interesting thing there now people's personal reactions to it that's not what i'm talking about i'm not talking about like you ask one individual and they have a very like a beautiful story, story or, a beautiful story yeah. about something that they went through in that album helped them. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just anyone's reactions to Forget Not Slow Down, anyone's take on it, they're all going to be the same. Nobody's takes on Collapsible Lung are the same. And that's what I kind of realized over the last four years makes this the most interesting thing in Relying K's history. So let's get into it. How do you feel? Okay. How has your relationship to Collapsible Lung <laughs> evolved over the last four years? Well, I don't think it's changed a lot, my opinion, <laughs> with the exception of the fact that, and I think it's the pregnancy hormones talking, but today when we were listening through it, I was softening on the album, <laughs> but that was just today. <laughs> I think it's so my, the way my rea- my reaction to the album has shifted over the years is well I guess my original reaction to it when it came out in 2013 and we've gone over it in the regular song episodes where we covered this but just to summarize it again I didn't really have a reaction to it I was kind of like not f- fully paying attention to Relying K anymore 
by the time of five score. Like once five score came out, I had, you know, I listened to five score. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't living with five score, like day to day, listening to it front to back all the time. Like I had for the first four albums, same thing with forget not slow down. That album comes out. I listen to it. I'm like, Oh, this is really good. Goes over my head on how good it is. And I don't live with that album day to day. Then Collapsible Lung comes out, and I listen to it, (laughs) and after it gets to Boomerang, I'm like, oh, okay, they made a big left turn, okay. And because I was born in 1982, I'm older, I've been familiar with a lot of bands, I've seen a lot of my favorite bands take big left turns, so I was not shocked to see Reliant K take a big left turn. I've been into plenty of bands who have an album that you're like oh okay they did a whole different thing here maybe this isn't for me right. so i wasn't like personally offended by the direction collapse of a long went in at the time and i didn't listen to it a lot then air for free comes out same thing i listen to it i'm like okay cool still kind of goes over my head we start this podcast and that's really where i fully enveloped myself in those albums that i only kind of paid attention to And knowing that we'd have to get into Collapsible Lung, I was like, oh, this is going to be like the difficult part of it. Or at least we'll get to talk about this bad album, right? This this difficult bad album. And that'll be fun when we talk about all the other albums that are good. But as we started talking about it, the conversations we had about each song, I was like evolving my thinking of the album. And it changes so often. My personal reaction, just thinking about like everyone's reaction to this album, my personal reaction to this album changes all the time. And I don't think there's any other album that does that for me, like Collapsible Lung does. Right. Because every time I put on, mm-hmm, I know the time I'm going to have. I know the good, I'm either going to have a good time or I'm going to be worn out on the songs. I put on Forget and Not Slow Down. I'm going to have a good time or I'm going to feel a little worn out on the songs. But every time I put on Collapsible Lung, I don't know what I'm going to feel. I could feel disgusted. I could feel totally out of it. I'm like, I don't want to listen to these songs. Or I could be totally jiving on the songs. And I could be totally like, no, these are really good songs. And sometimes I might be like, oh, this is really just like a side project album. I love that it's a different experience every time. Yeah. (laughs) But that's how I've been feeling, especially like this week getting ready to do this episode. That's true. What other media gives you that? Because like if you're watching like your favorite movie or your favorite TV show or something, you're always going to come at it with a similar sort of feel. But it's like every time you come to this album, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to get this time. It evokes a slightly different thing. And I know for a lot of other people, they might not want to dive deep into it. It's, it's basically doing this podcast forced us to dive deep into it. And it forced me to get past that wall of prejudgment on the album. And once I got through that wall, I found this interesting world of never knowing how I'm going to feel about this album when I put it on. It's completely dictated by my mood, my feeling, my surroundings, my environment at the time that I put it on. Sometimes I'm strangely in the mood to put on Collapsible Lung. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm just on Relying K's Spotify page or on my phone's hard drive, and I'm, like, listening to some other songs. I'm like, oh, let me put on a Collapsible Lung song for a second. No. And other times I put on another one, and I'm like, yeah, I can totally see it. And even my feelings on the songs have evolved throughout the course of this podcast, and that's what I just find really fascinating. I think, like... 
at the very core of it, these are all very good songs. These are all very good ideas for songs. And we can debate and slice up the execution and decide on the production and decide on, like, were these Reliant K songs? Do these work as Reliant K songs? But at the core of them, they are all, any of these songs could be good. Any of these songs, you someone can listen to and enjoy it, but also any of these songs could be given to someone else and be good. They're, they're not, at the core of them, bad song ideas. And then you get into, like, how do you feel about this being a Reliant K song? How do you feel about this being a Matt Thiessen song? How do you feel about this being a Christian song? There's so much to talk about with Collapse of Belong as an album, and I feel like it's endless. I feel like it's as endless as, you know, doing a deathbed podcast. Like, we <laughs> talked about, like, you can never do enough podcast episodes to talk about everything in the song Deathbed. I don't. I think you could just do a podcast about Collapse of Belong, the album. So any, more th- any other thoughts on the album overall for you? Or how your feelings have evolved of it over the years? How did you feel about it before we did the podcast? How do you think you felt about it after we did the podcast? No, I think that you'll just probably be surprised by my reaction to when I was listening to it this last time around for the podcast specifically, which again, okay. I'm I'm blaming the 36 weeks pregnancy hormones on. <laughs> so we'll dive into the song, but we'll do a little song by song breakdown leading up to talking about the cover Sure. that we did. So I will say, uh-huh. when Don't Blink came on, I was immediately like, I'm not feeling this song. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the song that is most universally accepted amongst right. Reliant K fans, is the most, like, people were willing to accept it into Reliant K's canon. And I'm just like, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, You know, it's funny. I've always kind of tried to be like, yeah, don't blink. I enjoy that one because everybody does. But I've actually kind of never been super into oh, it. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's not a favorite. On any other album it, that it could possibly fit on, it would just be like a, yeah, that's that song and not be a favorite, to be honest. And So that's another, so the thing about Don't Blink is... On its surface, it sounds like it could have been a song on Forget Not Slow Down, right? Like, it's a deceptive album opener. And do you remember we did a Patreon episode where we listened to a bunch of YouTube reviews from, like, the month Collapsible Lung came out and people's general reactions? Right, yes. So I think Don't Blink is an interesting opener because on its surface, it sounds like a Reliant K song that just is a part of any Reliant K album from previously. It's a little bit more compressed. Some of the hard edges are shaved off, but it kind of sounds like a Forget and Not Slow Down song. You know, Forget and Not Slow Down is a little heavier. It's a little more rockin'. But don't blink. I say five score. I'm always like, yeah, I could fit on like five score. Right. But it's not a sore thumb. It doesn't stand out as a Reliant K song, meaning like it fits in with any other Reliant K period. And then when Boomerang starts, you're like, wait, what's <laughs> happening? So I think that's I think it's really interesting about Don't Blink to open with a song that just sounds like another Reliant K song, a little bit more compressed, a little bit more uh, sort of like melted down. Contemporary, in the very poppy. Very contemporary production style, like a little bit more friendly produced for the radio, but still clearly a Reliant K driving rock song. 
and then it gets into Boomerang, and you're like, what's happening? But you, you said, like, you know, Don't Blink is a song that everyone universally accepts. It pretty much comes down to that same thing of the beginning and the ending of the album. I hear that so much online when we talk about Collapsible Long on Twitter and stuff. People are like, I like that first song. I like that last song. I don't like anything else. The people who really don't like the album will say that. And, you know, Don't Blink and the title song do feel like the most Reliant K song that would that is what you would think of as a Reliant K song. Everything else in the middle is so different from anything that Reliant K had done before that it's a little shocking. And I would love to and you know I like I wasn't in that mindset. I was familiar like I said I was familiar with a lot of bands growing up. I had a lot of favorite bands and I had seen bands take left turns. Right. I had a wide relationship with different musical artists. So Reliant K wasn't new to me. But especially if you, like, grew up and maybe Reliant K is one of the few bands you're allowed to listen to. If you grew up in sort of like a, you know, in, in a home that where you weren't allowed to listen to a lot of music or a lot of bands. And you weren't used to bands taking these kind of left turns. And especially if Reliant K is, like, if you grew up in a conservative household and Reliant K, like, sang themes that you were allowed to listen to. <laughs> and then, you know, the themes of this album also take a big left turn in addition to the music what a shock that was. I just wasn't in that headspace to really care about that, but I'm really curious what people's reactions were because I can imagine you get the album, and I think Don't Blink was released a little bit ahead of the album, so I don't think it was like a big shocker to people to hear that song first. But then to get the album, put it on, hear Don't Blink, and then hear those opening like beats of of Boomerang and be like, what? <laughs> and Boomerang had been on YouTube early. And it's a little heavier. When we did our Boomerang episode, I remember we talked about it. And it felt more like a Reliant K song. So I really think a lot of the disconnect for some of this album and how it doesn't necessarily feel like Reliant K comes down to the, the production decisions. But um, one other thing I was thinking about with Collapsible Lung and how interesting it is, is... Throughout the course of this, and and how our relationship, and how at least my our relationship, my relationship with this album has shifted because of us talking about Reliant K on a weekly basis for four years. There are all kinds of songs I can't think of them all, but we know that it happens throughout the history of this podcast where we're talking about a song, let's say, off of Two Lefts, and we're listening to that song, and we're like, "This has five score vibes." You can see how. Tyson is getting ready to enter the five score songwriting era. And then we'll listen to a song from five score and we'll say, Oh, this really has air for free vibes. You can see how some of the early DNA that Tyson will evolve into for air for free is here. And you can listen to it. You know, you get it. You can listen to yeah. a song from mm-hmm and think, Oh, this has uh, forget not slow down vibes. There is, n- we have never on this podcast, <laughs> listened to an to a song from before 2013 and said this has early collapsible lung vibes right and i think that's probably the biggest shock and the biggest left turn is there was nothing that in the band that this. indicated that this was gonna happen <laughs> yeah now also throughout doing this show we found plenty of interviews from pretty much the weeks after forget not slow down was released where he already said what form the next album would take. When Forget Not Slow Down was done, 
and out and they were touring they were doing interviews and Tyson said the next album will be written by a bunch of my friends and I that was the plan from right away because another thing that makes this so different from other Reliant K albums is that it is it's just filled with songwriting features yeah. it just co-writes out the wazoo right yeah, he so was burnt out on after you know the very heavy emotional toll that forget not so down took right. on him and his songwriting and, and he was ready to do something lighter and yeah bring in different songwriters he wanted to work on his vocals unfortunately yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's and and that's yeah the, like so collapse of along well and K is for karaoke, because we kind of forget K is for karaoke comes in in between Forget and Not Slow Down and Collapsible Lung. But his his vocals change and become the Collapsible Lung. I guess that's the only indicator of the Collapsible Lung style yeah, coming up, is, is the vocals on K is yeah. for karaoke have the vocal style of Collapsible mm-hmm. Lung. That very but, airy, poppy right. feel. But the, but the, but the instrumentation production is still very much in line with everything we'd known up to that point of Reliant K. Then the instrumentation, the songwriting styles, the production decisions on Collapsible Long, nothing indicated that was going to happen. Because if you tell me, forget Not Slow Down's done, it's out, the next album's going to be more fun, it's going to be more breezy, I'd be like, yeah, you're going to do mm-hmm too. Because everybody <laughs> in the fandom was expecting Forget right. Not Slow Down too. Right. But if you say, no, we're going to get a bunch of people together and write an album that's a little bit more breezy and fun, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, forget not slow down too. Or like two lefts, but, you know, more mature and up to Ooh, par. I love that. <laughs> yeah, like fun two lefts, but with more mature development that you've had over the last 10 years. But that's not what we got. We got this album of completely different song styles that did not feel Reliant K. Yeah. It's also a stepping stone to Air for Free, which is the much more organic version of a more mature, evolved Reliant K that can do more than just driving rock songs, driving pop punk songs, driving pop rock songs. They can do more on air for free. They can experiment with different styles and all kinds of things. And those feel like Reliant K songs. So much on here at times doesn't feel like Reliant K songs. And yet for me on this listen this month, and this changes all the time. Like I said, my relationship to this album changes all the time, but Four years ago when we started this podcast, I know I said it a million times, like, oh, just make the Collapsible Lung EP. That's the first song, the last song, and then maybe Disaster or something, which Disaster is also, but Disaster is the only song that has only Hoops and Tyson, right? So, like, the only three songs that only have the mats are Don't Blink, Disaster, and Collapsible Lung. So you think those are the most purely Reliant K songs, but Disaster is not a Reliant K song as we had ever known it. So then I'm like, okay, well, what else? Well, I really like PTL. It doesn't really feel like a Reliant K song, but now it feels like a Reliant K song to me. Boomerang feels more like a Reliant K song to me than it did before we started this podcast. And strangely, this week, when I was listening to Lost Boy... I was like, this song melodically has more of a feeling. Like, production-wise, it's completely in a different park. It's a completely different different world. But Lost Boy felt like a Reliant K song. Lost Boy reworked could be on Forget Not. Did you happen to change careers and not tell me? What do you mean? Because you're starting to sound like a fucking cop. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who tweeted us that reminder? Hold on. 
So Danny showed me a tweet earlier, which I had totally forgotten that I, <laughs> I said this. But back <laughs> during an earlier Collapsible Lung episode, I said that if Collapsible Lung is your favorite album, you're a cop. I stand by that. So uh, I tweeted, Collapsible Lung turns 10 in a couple weeks, and then our son will be born a couple weeks later. Not sure which I'm more excited about. And we got a couple of replies. But the one that was the funniest that I sh- and I showed Jessica all of them because she's not on Twitter. Uh, Adrian Waller said, quote, anyone who says Collapsible Lung is their favorite Reliant K album is a cop, end quote. Uh, Adrian says, this lives rent free in my head. Just so Jessica knows whenever she sees your absurd tweet, meaning my tweet. <laughs> yeah, and I had completely forgotten that. I thought about going back and listening to some of our you know, if not all of them, at least listening to some of our previous Collapsible Lung episodes. Right. And I decided to take this on the same stance that we do our redo episodes where don't go back, just go forward, don't blink, (laughs) (laughs) and just talk about it now in context, how you feel today, how you vibe on it today, not about how you feel in the past. Unless you, if you remember things specifically you said in the past, that's different. But don't go back and try to remind yourself of things you forgot that you said in the past. But that that is hilarious. And there are people who love this album. Josh McTerrigan, Reliable Jay, like when we've talked to him on the podcast and talked to him in private, like he has really interesting stuff to say about this album that I kind of agree with. And he said, I don't want to misquote him, but I'll just take what he said and, and put my own spin on it. He said this thing once about how this is actually like their most Christian album. I think it was in one of our crossover episodes. And I can understand and agree with that. Because this is an album that's not afraid to be human. And so much of... We we talk about it poorly all the time. I think we just talked about it last week with Samantha's voicemail. But, uh, you know, so much of the American Christian evangelical point of view is... Don't be human. Be a Christian alien. A beacon of hope and light... And don't appear to have any humanity in you so that people will say, wow, that person's got it together. I got to figure out about this Christianity thing. I want to be like that inhuman person. (laughs) And it's not a good witness. People think, some Christians think being a completely perfect person is a witness to the world. And it's not. But I can see how a Christian band who was been taken up by people who are have you know very clean points of view very uh conservative not politically but like you know media wise conservative consumption of media they take up a band like reliant k and then they have an album like this that's very like worldly and mentions bars and getting frisky and being sexy (laughs) and being with women you didn't know and being footloose and fancy free, which is about the worst thing. (laughs) I remember when I grew up, the the preacher in my town outlawed being footloose. But then this this kid moved into town and he helped us. He actually found a quote in the Bible about how King David danced and he got the whole thing, he got the whole law revoked. True story from my life. Anyway, um, so I could see how like, you know, having this like worldly album can seem like it's not Christian, but no, yeah, it to me it is very Christian. I agree with Josh's point, if I'm not misquoting it, that to say like I'm a human being with feelings and emotions and all these things, and he's not 
talking about like going out and he's yeah he's drinking he's talking about drinking and he's talking about being with women and i guess technically those things are sin but yeah he's, he's not- having the miller light now yeah <laughs> he's uh he's staring at the tight shirt vanessa girls huh there you go. Well, that's the that's the thing. You start to grow up and you realize that the world's not as black and white as it was when you're a teenager uh, on the road as a, in a missionary rock band. You start to realize you're an adult and these things aren't as black and white and you can have a beer and you can go on dates. You can He's take not- it over here play video games yeah you could start being more like lana del rey imagine if uh imagine <laughs> if collapsible long had had more of a lana del rey vibe more cocaine <laughs> more cocaine summer <laughs> singing about smuggling drugs and stuff singing about uh it's my favorite lana del rey song cocaine summer singing about what tastes like pepsi cola and what doesn't like they're not singing about that kind of stuff so yeah, in a way, this is kind of the most Christian album. And she doesn't I sing that, that song anymore, Danny. <sighs> no, she doesn't. I do know why she doesn't sing that song. I won't mention why. But then there's the other: is this a Christian album? Which we harped on so much over the course of this podcast, and I want to reconcile some of our thoughts on this, and then we'll get into a song by song feeling on each thing. Okay. Because this is an this is the last overall album part. Gotcha. When we started listening, when we started really listening to this album for the first time, because we didn't ever really listen to this album until we started the podcast, then we start, then you started doing your deep dives and you started finding. I love that you said that like it was a dirty secret. (laughs) It's the dirtiest secret. Then you started finding the fan theories about how this is a story that continues the story of Forget and Not Slow Down. And we were like, what? Now, my feelings on that have gone back and forth just as much as my feelings on the album go back, have been going back and forth. And I feel like a lot of people's feelings on the albums go back and forth, on this album goes back and forth. The, the theory was, the fans, and, and there was one particular blog that someone posted who was very Christian and was actually talked about how he was hurt at the subject material in collapsible lung and actually embarrassed because he played it on like the church speaker during right, yeah, some, uh, I remember that yeah. during like during church cleanup or something and when some of the songs were on like he actually got embarrassed right but then he he real and then he realized he says it in this blog he realized oh no this is all being written from the point of view of a person whose life is filled with empty sin and frivolity and they have fallen away from God. And then at the end of the album, they come back to the Lord in the song Collapsible Lung. You could almost say that they're like the prodigal song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we found like evidence that that is not the case. Right. It's not that, but then we took it too far in the other direction. And I'll explain what I mean by that. The album isn't, and we, because we, first of all, we mentioned that fan theory to John Schneck when he was on the podcast, and he's like, no, this isn't a story album. Like, it, John Schneck was kind of like, he didn't want to say everything that he might have known about the album, because it is not, he didn't write it and stuff, but he was like, no, it's not, it's not a story album, like Forget and Not Slow Down was. It's not a sequel, thematically, to Forget and Not Slow Down, and it is just a collection of songs that were written between albums and it's just a collection of those songs the fact that it ends with the only really religious song on the album collapsible lung is a bit of what's that a pop phenia like just seeing patterns it makes sense as a headcanon thing 
but that's just it's just not the case he wasn't thinking this will be a thematic sequel oh my gosh i now, want to i want a documentary like room 208 or whatever it is the shining <laughs> one it's just people's collapsible lung theory <laughs> It's like this can of tomatoes with the Native American person on right. it is a symbol of <laughs> the Chanel Five represents the, Chanel, yeah. the hoodie in the car. Um, now we read these fan theories and we took it way further in the other direction, and I think we were wrong as well. And we didn't rectify that until our final Collapsible Lung original song episode. We started to realize the truth. Now, we took it over the last four years of, no, this is not a story album, which is correct. But not only that, it's just a bunch of random fictional crap that they made up. It's just a bunch of pop songs. It's just he wanted to write a bunch of pop songs, so he got his friends in to help him write a bunch of pop songs and it's nothing like a Reliant K album because it's not even like testimonial confessional factual songs like we're used to with Reliant K these are just songs about hanging out songs about being young songs about being with a girl and one song about faith it's just just a different way and a different approach and there's no connective tissue well then I don't want to get into it because it gets to be a little too rumory and a little too, uh, be, uh, like, backroom talk. But we did have a listener who presented us with evidence that, like, the girl in Lost Boy and the girl in Disaster were, like, some of the facts about that. Like, the kid having a kid when he was, when she was 17 and singing at the airport and things like these are the actual girl that Tyson was dating at the time that these songs would have been written so we're like oh we took it so far in the other direction that we refused to even like assume that any of this and also that any of it was real and also because there are so many guest writers right I was of the mind of who knows what lyrics right who knows yeah who who knows who brought what to the table yeah but it turns out and I don't want to get into the details if you want to go search them out have a conversation maybe people could talk about it somewhere else i just don't want to get into the rumor mill stuff because we barely ever we don't we, we get uncomfortable talking about Tyson's known relationships this is a not so known relationship but apparently it was someone that he actually dated at the time and those are facts about her life and they're presented in a couple of these songs so i was like oh <laughs> we, we just took it way far too far in the other direction so there's a middle ground but it's not a religious allegory or a religious story about a man who has fallen away because this some of these songs are actually Tyson singing about his relationship at the time and how glib and awful to think to think to be a fan of Reliant Kane to be a fan of Matt Tyson and he's was he was actually dating someone at the time that when you listen to these songs he really loved and cared about her and he's with her and then for you as a fan to listen to this album and be like, oh, those relationships he's in are pointless and mindless and useless. And he comes back to God at the end. I'm like, no, it turns out she's a real person right, right. and he loved her. And maybe he he's not with her anymore. He wasn't with her by the time of Air for Free because he was married to someone else. But she was real. So it's like so horrible to just say like, oh, the relationships in the album are just like just like worldly and he comes back to the lord like no he was with her 
But at the same time, we took it way too far in the other direction and just discounted the idea that it's even based on any reality. And it was. It's somewhere in the middle. But what I do think now, and this is my main last theory, and this isn't based on anything that anyone specifically said to us. It's more based on things that I read in the middle here, and I've talked about this here and there. But what happened with this, the release of this album, we know, we figured out by looking at live videos that this <clears throat> album was pretty much done like a year before it came out, right? Also, the, re- the, the time between Forget Not Slow Down and Collapsible Lung, that's four years, which at that time was the longest in between full-length albums, not counting Case or Karaoke. But four years between Reliant Case albums at the time was a lot of time. It probably only should have been about three years because the album was done. And it seems to me that there's a possibility, and this is completely just based on my own theory, that maybe the album was done and the label didn't really know what to do with it. Because maybe they were surprised at how different it was from a Reliant K album. And maybe they were not sure how to market it as a Reliant K album. And the reasons why I think that is because we see live footage of Reliant K premiering these songs up to a full year before the album came out. And then them talking about how, oh, this album will be out in December. Oh, this album will be out in March. (laughs) Oh, this album should be out this summer. We don't know exactly when. And then when it comes out, it's only on vinyl and only on digital, which is 2013. Nowadays, so much music never comes out on CD. But to not release a Reliant K album on CD in 2013... When I first realized that, I thought, oh, that's really forward thinking. That's like how Apple computers will take... You know, they'll take certain connectors and CD-ROMs out of the computers a generation before everybody else. So Reliant K was ahead of the game. They didn't bother with CDs. And like, maybe it was because they didn't really want to put this album in Christian bookstores because they were kind of like realizing some of the reaction to this album. And they're like, let's just put it on iTunes. Let's just put it on vinyl. And that'll be it. And then eventually it was unlimited CD. Those are my theories on Collapse Belong. And we've touched on it here and there, but now I'm just voicing them in our full Collapse Belong episode. What do you think? Fact or fiction? <laughs> I want to hear I want to hear Jonathan Frakes tell me either I'm wrong or I'm right. Not this time. Not this time. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not this time. It's totally made up. Anyway. So before we go on our, we can't go on our break yet because we'll come back from our, um, or do we go on our break? We're already 42 we, minutes we in. We might want to go on our break. Okay. And then we'll do the full album and then we'll do the covers album. What do you, do you have anything else to say about collapsible lung? Upsetting condition, upsetting condition, a collapsible lung. Right. Pretty, pretty effed up. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just ready to, to uh, jump into it and go through song by song. Thank you so much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. New episodes are released every other week, but you don't have to wait that long to hear more from us. You can join patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins Pod to listen to our bonus episodes every alternate week. When you sign up, you'll get access to years of backlog episodes, including our discussions of the songs from Relying K is for karaoke, every chapter of the book, The Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind, as well as other projects and features from members of Relying K. You'll also have access to live streams of us watching fan content on YouTube and many other topics. 
When you sign up, you'll receive a welcome letter with guitar picks and stickers. And by making a lifetime contribution of $60, you'll be eligible to earn a special Patreon-exclusive shirt. You'll also get thanked on every episode, like our current patrons who include... Charity, Samantha H. Number 1, Samantha H. Number 2, Matthew, Bjorn, Emily, Isaac, Kindle, Joshua, Daniel, Jay, Michael, Jimmy Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Even if you don't want to sign up for the Patreon, you can still join the conversation by contacting us with your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE or by sending an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. You can also visit our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, which are all at sadiehawkinspod, where you can see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. And on Facebook, search for Sadie Hawkins Group to discuss our show and Reliant K. There aren't a lot of guarantees in life, but I can guarantee one thing. It's very hard to think of what to say at the end of these ad reads. Mm, True. So you ready to do the thing that album by album podcasts do and actually like play the songs in the room? Oh, okay. So you have any notes on Don't Blink? I uh, know I told you already. Just <laughs> like when we first put it on, I was like, I'm not really feeling this. Well, then anyway, Boomerang. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, I felt like we kind of already went over Don't Blink I, I, already. Like, I had already jumped into my, like, single note on it. Right. So then we'll just move on to my favorite song. And I actually think this is my second is it? favorite. Okay. I, it probably might be my second favorite song. Now, it just must have been so shocking to hear, like, d- 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 like to hear this right. start on the album. Like, what is this? I, w- I will say when 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 we put the song on earlier, I I was like dancing around to this song. I feel like I like the songs I used to hate more now, and the songs I was okay with before, I like don't like anymore. And I think that's what's interesting about the album is because the songs you expect to be Reliant K start to get boring because they're just Reliant K songs. Right. But the songs that aren't Reliant K songs become interesting because you're like, what is this? Although you said that, you know, you know, most people accept the first song on the album and the last song, and I'm like, oh, I've always been like the contrarian to that. Right. I've never particularly cared for those two tracks. So there is a little bit of like electric. There was just a people. You know, we've heard it multiple times from people like, "Oh, collapsible lung. It's electronic garbage, right?" But really, there's only like a couple of electronic elements, and there's just as many. You know, there's keyboards and things in previous Reliant K uh, songs and albums. But this, listen, this is still a rock song with bass, guitar, drums. Sure. So is "Don't Blink." So is the next song, "Lost Boy." It's bass, guitar, drums. It's, at its core, it's still Reliant K. And occasionally, there's some, like, electronic-y sounding stuff. But it's not, like, a trip-hop album. It's not right. a dance house album. It's not really that kind of electronic pop. Right. I will say Boomerang is snappy. Pun intended. Oh. It comes back. back to you once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was I, earlier. I was grooving to to Lost Boy as well. Oh no, I've turned into a mom. I've lost all sense of taste. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's got a good beat. 
So honestly, of all the songs that stylistically don't feel like Reliant K songs, I am hearing more and more, I said it before, but I'm hearing more and more DNA of this, of Lost Boy being a regular Reliant K song. Like that same thing that we've all said, the only real Reliant K songs on this album are the first one and the last one. No, this one feels like this song, call me crazy, whatever, I don't care. I'm listening to it right now, and I'm like, you could put this song on five score. It would not in this production. You'd have to change the production. But you could put this song on five score. You could put this song on air for free. And it would make sense to me. It's a it's a pop rock song. There's no again, there's no electronic elements and stuff. And this and, and as many styles as there are on Collapsible Lung that don't feel like Reliant K and people have commented how they sound like other bands. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could say what other band does this sound like, but to me, this still just actually sounds like Reliant K doing a more popular. Okay, I think song. we said this was like a Foster the People sort of a song, maybe. There's Reddit's that'll tell you what it sounds like. Now, here's the first full-on programmed electronic song of a style. And yet it's cool. It sounds nice. <laughs> this was the first one that came up where I was like, okay, yeah, I, I could skip past this one. It, it just, it still sounds like a car commercial slash that one song it in does. GTA 5. <laughs> it is, it is, Ooh, it is, let's go get a Honda or a Subaru. <laughs> this definitely sounds like a car commercial song. Now this, when we talked about Collapsible Long in its episode, we did not catch that this is literally the least Reliant K song of all time. Yep. The only member of Reliant K on this track is T-Sen. Yes. This is all studio musicians who are credited on the album. This, this is less of a Reliant K song than any former Earthquake song that was turned into a Reliant K song. I completely agree. Which, there are Earthquake songs that started Earthquake songs and then were re-recorded with Reliant K. And then there's a couple of situations like uh, I Hate Christmas Parties, where it was literally recorded as Tyson and the Earthquakes, and then that same recording was put on a Reliant K album. And we've debated, and Daniel Moraine was one of the ones, main ones who contacted us to say, like, I think it still counts as an Earthquake song. I'm like, it, I guess it does, but I think it also counts as a Reliant K song. This is listed as a Reliant K song, and it's just Matt Thiessen and Studio Musicians. Yeah. So we didn't realize it at the time. And since we realized it, I've heard Ethan talk about it without naming it specifically twice <laughs> on Metal Up Your Podcast, <laughs> because they talk about the industry, the music right, industry all the right. time on that podcast. And he said on his podcast twice, and who knows, because I only started listening a year ago, right before we had him on the show, our show. Who, I don't know if we, any other time we talked about it, but he's talked about like, oh, that they talk about studio musicians, they talk about studio time and things. And he's mm-hmm. like, twice he's said, oh, that happened to me once where my band, an album came out that we had junked a song and then I saw the album, the song on the album and I'm like, what? And then I saw the credits for all these other people. And I'm like, he can only be talking about clap, mm-hmm. about, about Can't Complain. Right. Did this happen to him twice? I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway... It's the only song, however, that mentions dogs out of Reliant K's discography, I think. So oh. I will give it points for that. That's another reason why it that's, doesn't feel like a Reliant pu- K song. It's the puppy in, in my bed back home yeah. song. 
I will say I like the piano bit towards the end of Can't Complain, though. I do like that part. Oh, the little jazzy yeah. piano thing? Yeah, I do, I do enjoy that. Now, here's what we kind of figured out is probably the most discounted collapsible long song of all time. Because even every collapsible long <laughs> song will have its fans, or you will see videos of, of the band with John and John and Ethan playing the songs a year before the album came out, and people being into it, people being into Boomerang and being into PTL and stuff like that. This song, only song I think that was never played live, and only song that didn't have a single fan deriv- derivative work on the internet. Complete, like, the only other song... The most derisive song. <laughs> yeah. The only other songs that had ever happened with was, like, the deep cuts, like, Register and Kojak on... Uh, on the, the demo. demo this song had nothing on the internet other than the song itself i, I will say i did start to laugh when this song came up <laughs> just like involuntarily <laughs> now i slowed this song down and i know it's a big thing now slowed down music which slowed no slowed in reverb i have no problem with who I covered sl- this? I'm excited to hear it. Oh, well, uh, I'll wait. well we'll get there. Oh, so yeah, okay. so the first existing <laughs> cover of this song is coming up. <laughs> it is really good. Outstanding. I can't wait to like get completely turned around on these songs by hearing the cover versions and being like, oh, I like this now. <laughs> but I really do like this song. Oh my gosh. Unironically, I like this song. Don't lie, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a crunchy guitar i slowed and reverb this song and it ended up sounding like the melvins i think we played it on the show because i had nothing else from the internet to work with and i slowed and reverb this song and it sounded so good let's take a quick it's frightening when you go through the whole internet and you have nothing to work with yeah. <laughs> okay sorry just to remind people here was my I, oh before it was it was two years ago so it's before i i caught on to the thing the slowed and reverbed trend so at the time i called this the doomer version this was my slowed down version of gloria that's right <laughs> it's like doom metal it's, yeah. it's like the melvins <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love the <laughs> yeah, and it's like actually, I mean, the guitar in the song is crunchy. It sounds like an early Gorillaz song a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta hear the little. <laughs> yeah. I love that chord progression. <laughs> and the guitar is already crunchy enough in this song. It's the crunchiest guitar on the album, which is a standout thing in what is otherwise regarded as a pretty, like, compressed down pop album. And then when um, the, uh, it also sounds like Ween. It sounds like Ocean Man, take me by the hand. But especially this part. This party. That sounds like Ocean Man, take me by the hand. So, anyway. And then, of course, wait, what am I thinking? 
the greatest thing that I was able to do. <laughs> oh no. And then I, th I did this as well. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I listen to this it's on so my own good. <laughs> He does. This can confirm just... that Danny will just put this on. <laughs> it works so well. I, I mean, I would have loved to put this on the covers album, but I didn't want copyrighted material yeah, yeah. in the album. Which, obviously, the songs are already songs that we technically didn't license. I'd like to work that out. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. So this is glorious style. It's Gangnam style. It's just a rave DJ. I didn't mash these up myself. I just ran them through rave DJ. And it's one of those few things using rave DJ because I have so little success with rave DJ. Like I will put two songs in rave DJ and will come out into gobbledygook. One out of 50 will land perfectly. And this one just landed perfectly. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> PTL. Again, one of my top three songs from this album. It always I has love been. this falsetto. You, you I love do. the beat. <laughs> I love the guitar. Yeah, I'll say I was bopping along with it when it came on. <laughs> and again, I don't think it would be that alien to see this song transplanted to some other Reliant K album. Okay, like, let's not the, get ahead of ourselves. The theme is that secular theme it's about you know getting down i mean it's part-time lover it's not the sex it's not like it's not the song where he mentions being sexy or the song where he mentions being with women he didn't know but it is the sex in the song is heavily implied by the line part-time lover and i don't think we talked about how many other songs there are in the world called part-time lover so mm. this title wasn't the most creative thing but subversive we did not know that PTL stands for Praise the Lord in the Christian world. We had never right. heard that. I just figured they were trying to do like a Michael Jackson, Pretty Young Thing, yeah. PTL. That's kind of what I thought as well, because I love the falsetto. I, I feel like this is a Prince song, sung by Matt Thiessen. Here's probably my least favorite Look, song. Look, disaster though. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I definitely don't like this part. I don't like the opening. It's I yeah. there's a handful of songs in my life where the first opening this bar, no. And, and I get that it's like it, it's like a proto elephant parade, but just no. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It, it just <laughs> sounds like, like a, a disaster. So after the when it, we actually get out of this relatively painful 34 seconds right here. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like yeah, this. Yeah. I like the rising trumpets. I like this is probably the best use of trumpets in a Reliant K song since Deathbed. <laughs> um, it's not as cringy once you get into it, but it's just getting through that first thirty-four the chorus, seconds. I really like, like the chorus, but everything else around. And then going it, into this again. Yeah, it's a little that, like, odd. Do 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 do. It's like very and it's like more, cool. Duh, duh, yeah, duh, just like uh, Sadie Hawkins dance. Duh, 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 duh. So yeah, that is the probably the most difficult song to listen to. Kind of feel like I'm on a roller coaster with disaster. <laughs> now, when you were my baby, is the song that like I just discredit. I just this is 
I don't think about it. Right. You I don't think about there. when when you were my baby. Even though it's got like those it's sort a of perfectly beach boy service, vibes, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So technically you could yeah, you could also put this could also be like a cut track from Forget Not Slow Down or like a Bird in the B side National Tennis song. But it's funny, it's my only note where I said I have nothing to say about when you were my baby. Like I just don't have anything to say about this song. <laughs> I mean technically, yeah, I think like you could the production could be a little different and you could put this on Nashville Tennis. Well anyway. Sweeter fe- featuring Cable- Caleb Owens. Bones Owens, as he is now known. I liked Sweeter before, and I still really like it. I know, and this is the song that I just, because I'm like, oh, slow song. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one... This is the one Excuse song, you. sorry. <clears throat> She's pregnant. That <laughs> I apologize. This is the one song that I reached out and asked someone to cover because right we, we assigned this one yes this was an assigned song i asked if samantha henson would do this because uh i really enjoy sam's work and i thought that she would do a really awesome job with this cover and so i asked if she would do it and she was gracious enough to uh to do this song so i'm very very excited to hear that cover because it's the only one where i know who's doing it and that it's coming right because <laughs> i don't know anything about the rest of it danny has kept me completely in the dark right and then of course collapsible along the title track the only episode that we did three times <laughs> oh, it was so funny because jessica did not want to talk about this song she felt the same way about this song as she did about deathbed but twice the recording for the episode got messed up and we had to record a third version of the song. By the third take, she had softened on the song. He just, Danny just wore me down talking about the song three times. <laughs> I still feel the same way I did then. I don't particularly care for it. I still feel meh on it. I think it's the catchiest song. It, it is. I, I find myself singing the incorrect words because I won't listen to it, <laughs> so I therefore don't know and the I, proper yeah. words. I'm like... It's a good time 20% of the time. Like, I will just sing that in my head sometimes. (laughs) And this is absolutely the one song that, like, you could almost put on any other Reliant K album. But it has that same doom, 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 doom thing going for it. But it's a great melody. Which is interesting. It's a nice driving song. Yeah, which is interesting because we've heard in earlier interviews with Hoops where he was like, oh, we just get so tired of doing that. Right. that bam, bam, bam. And here they are in Collapsible Lung multiple times still doing that bam, boring bam, bam, bam thing. I think it's a great closer. I love the bridge section. I love this I love this change up in the last minute. This like build up and then this release of tension. As a closer, it like reminds me of Every New Day by Five Iron Frenzy. Like, cause it has, cause that's an, that's one of like the best album closers of all time. Like, aside from being part of the Christian music industry, Every New Day and being a praise song, Every New Day by Five Iron Frenzy is one of the best album closers of, of like music history. Because it's just like it's it summarizes so much of what they believed and felt, but then as a song, it's this buildup of dramatic tension and then this joyous release. And this isn't quite on that same level, but it's very close thematically. I, I was gonna say, isn't that also the name of a Fishbone song? And then I realized that was Everyday Sunshine. <laughs> yes, and Sunless Saturday. 
I did. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> at one point this week when I was listening to the album back to back, I was like a little tired of it. Like I gotta cleanse myself with the new Fishbone EP <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> when I was kind of like not feeling it as much. And then of course there's the title track. And that's not the title. The title track. track. The, the bonus, the bonus track. track. The bonus track. <laughs> we just track. listened to the title track. That's my jam, which I might not have thought to mention, except um, it did get end up getting covered. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, and it has one million views now. Oh wow! How long is? Ten years. <laughs> well, yes, it came out ten years ago. It has one million one thousand and nineteen views, wow. which I feel like if one th- if it's just over a thousand, it must have just hit a million while like no one was looking. <laughs> That's fun. That's great. How many other Reliant K official uploads have a million views? Be my escape, probably. I mean, maybe. I will say that uh, this sounds like David S. Pumpkins with that which whip sound. <laughs> oh yeah, the whip sound. <laughs> that whip sound. <laughs> I'm sorry, David S. Podkins, who did not come to visit this oh, week. Oh, yeah. no, he's not around. It's not his season. Uh, of the official uploads, only uh, Who I Am, Hate, Who I've Been from mm-hmm, has over oh, wow. a million views. And that was uploaded seven years ago. Interesting. Because I'm sure like the most popular uploads of Be My Escape are probably fan uploads that have been on the internet for 15 years. Cool. Well... Yeah, the less talked about, that's my jam, the better. You can go listen to I will to say, I am mortified to admit that I was dancing along a little <laughs> with this Owl City nonsense when you put it on earlier. And, but the, yeah. the lyrics are truly unfortunate, but it's a little bit of a bop. <laughs> and it's good to mention it here again, because I think we missed it in the That's My Jam episode, but there are two mixes of That's My Jam. The mix that's, like, I think available on Apple Music is different from the mix that's on the official Reliant K upload. Oh, interesting. There's some, there's some different change. There's a few, it's, it's the same instrumentation, but the mix is slightly different. And I think maybe the, like, there's a weird little glitchy thing that gets added into the YouTube version. That's mm. different from what was on Amazon. So Jessica, what about your deep dive? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do any deep dive? I didn't expect no, you to. No, I, I was not told. I was told that was not what we were doing this week. I was told there would be no math. Um, anyway, so we'll just skip right to my section. Sorry, baby's giving me uh, lots oh. of acid reflux. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, baby's loving these songs. <laughs> He's going to want to listen to Collapsible Lung all the time. Oh, no. Well, anyway... <laughs> So let's get into it. So we put the call out seven months, I think like six or seven months ago. Oh, wow. Saying, I know you've been wanting to do this and planning on this for a I've been while. Wanting, I've been wanting like a full cover cover project, like initiated from this podcast for a long time. And it's been hard to do. I tried to do a cover project from MXPX memes when the lockdown first started in uh, 2020. I wanted to get a bunch of people together to cover MXPX's like most like disliked song meaning mike herrera's most disliked song right bad hair day i at least wanted like five covers and release an mxpx tribute album amazing and it's just five covers the only person who turned one in was andrew from magnified pod gotcha. and i've still got it but nobody else turned it in and it was pandemic and i wasn't pushing well, maybe anybody. if this uh, if this goes over well yeah Dan, you can put out so the if anybody listening again. including the people who have <laughs> submitted for this maybe you'd be interested in doing a cover of bad hair day by MXPX, and we'll put those out. I want different vibes for different covers. I don't want everyone to do... Not everyone should do a 
full rock version. Not everyone should do an acoustic version. I need different vibes. But <laughs> what's great about our cover project that we got our friends to contribute to is there's all kinds of different vibes, all kinds of different transformations, some straightforward covers with different with slightly different ideas in there. But there's all kinds of different vibes across this tribute album. So it is called Replaceable Hips. And that is a title that was suggested by Adam Goff. Uh, I created the cover art just yesterday. <laughs> I, I like it. I yeah. dig it. The cover art, when you go to Bandcamp, just go to Bandcamp Sadie Hawkins Pod, and it's the only thing we've ever uploaded there. It's uh, it's a picture of a pair of hips, which it's nice. It works out nice to do re- re- collapsible, long, replaceable hips. Hips have the same kind of like general bulbous double-sided shape as a pair of lungs so it fits in the artwork in the same thing and evokes the same form uh i got i got this picture of of a sketch like a pencil drawing of of human hip bones from the library of congress website it was a a public domain because it's a drawing that's like almost 200 years old wow uh so i used that and then i put some royalty free nice colorful splatter paint behind it and it's officially called friends of sadie hawkins pod because we're not on well we might be on one track but we didn't (laughs) we didn't record any music for this because we're not musically talented but it's called friends of sadie hawkins pod replaceable hips a tribute to relying k's collapsible lung nice so here we go this is the first track this is don't blink by brian white and this is this these are all jessica's first reactions to these songs Are tangled, twisted fears. Been waiting a while now on your phone. Seems like the sun may <laughs> like, We're using the audio in the room, so. The night, to the day, on the other side. I like this. Now I feel like I can trust again. You're the only person who reminds me. It's so like tropical and vibey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Life is beautiful. Let me make sure to get everyone's plugs as we play things. I didn't have them ready. Oh, I love this. (laughs) Let me make sure I spelled his name right. I did. So his name's Brian White, W-I-G-H-T, at Brian White, the way I just spelled it, on Twitter. And how's Brian spelled? B-R-I-A-N. And Brian also has a Spotify. Let me double check. Oops, uh, well, friend group. So apparently he has a group, something called, a group called friend group on, uh, wait, what? Yeah, I guess. Or he's on something called friend group? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. So, uh, his artist page on, I better double check if I need to change the artist name to friend group, but on Spotify, you can go to the group friend group and that is Brian. That's great. I love this. I would just put this on. Yeah. So this is amazing because this was a pinch hit uh, because someone else had contributed, had pledged to cover Don't Blink and they weren't able to come through. I won't name them because I don't, it wasn't their fault. They had completely understandable reasons. Sure, sure. So I put out the call 
and Brian's the one who got one to me. And it's amazing. It's a great album opener. It is. It's great transformative, and I love it. It's so good. Then we have Edgar Lee Island, Friends of the Pod. We've talked about them a bunch. We've had their covers on the show before. And this is their Boomerang cover. This is Adam Goff singing. Nice. I'm also going to learn how well or badly I uh, mastered this because this seems a little lower, like it should be higher. Oh my goodness. So their cover is a little bit more like on par with the original song, but they put a couple of little treats in here. Ooh. It's like basically the cover, it's basically the song you know from the album. I mean, I'm, but there's I'm, some amazing I'm dancing, I love it. I don't want to skip, I want to find the slightly different stuff that's really good. Oh, here we go. Is this saxophone Oh my gosh, I love this so much! (laughs) (laughs) And then I gotta skip to a little 80s flair? Ooh! I skipped two minutes in. Then there's this guitar solo. Dude, this is so good. This part's amazing. I loved this when I heard it. I couldn't believe it. Oh my gosh. Relying Key, bring Edgar Lee Island on tour with you. Let them play this song. Or do their version of of Boomerang with the extended guitar solo and saxophone. It's so great. Or bring them on tour. I think bringing them on tour would be the better thing. Yeah. No, just steal Dance their idea. Over there, like, yeah. <laughs> just steal their composition of your song. <laughs> so then we have Daniel Moraine turning in a pop punk cover of oh, Lost nice. Boys. Yeah. Again, enjoying this so much more than the original. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. I love it. I love it. Heck yeah. So good. When I, when you put the, when you like, so many cover things that I see fans make, it's usually like, um, acoustic covers or let's pop punk this up. I was so glad that like, there's only a couple of pop like it's a mix of different styles so here Daniel does the pop punk Ooh, version of this nice we're only gonna get there. like one or two other pop punk versions of things okay so I, th- I was so great that everyone did a different style and I was super glad because there wasn't enough pop punk on this until Daniel's was one of the last ones to come oh, in good. and when I turned in a pop punk version I was like oh this is perfect awesome. now we have Carmen Sparkles featuring Homework Party Ooh. with If You Could Take If I Could Take You Home this is someone who I talked to and met through Greg Simpson of This Might Be a Podcast. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. I wasn't getting enough people pledging at one point. And I'm like, I know there's a ton of covers people in the They Might Be Giants community. And people are always submitting covers to oh, Greg's yeah, They yeah. Might Be Giants podcast in time. So this is 
So Carmen is someone who contributes to my Giants covers all the time. And I love this, it's like this 60s, 90s vibe. <laughs> I like this. This sounds like one of those songs that would play before a riff tracks live. <laughs> That's yeah. such a niche reference, but... <laughs> It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. You're saying it's geek rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just think that this sounds like that 60s, 80s, that 90s, 60s thing. Like 90s flower child, post-flower child stuff. Whether or not that's what Carmen featuring Homework Party was going for. And that's I love a great the, name, too. The backwards... I don't know if there's another one there. There's a... Ding, there's like that reverse bell sound. It's fantastic. Then we have... Whoa, you got sparks to be on this? I got the residence. You got the residence? That's it, yeah. This is outstanding. Do you know who this is? I have no idea idea who this is. The artist is called Forever My Fraser. Is that a hint at all? No. It's not a real artist. It's it's an artist name that this person asked me to give. Every day is too short to let it go to waste. But I can't complain. I can't complain. <laughs> I'm telling you Really giving the residents a run for their money. <laughs> you missed the cookies go fucking crumble. We only swear on our own. Uh, Oh, did you put a uh, parental advisory sticker on it? No, I didn't. <laughs> Just on this one song. Okay, who is it? It's Polly Cy Alex. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I, I'm pretty sure a lot of this, like, audio hellscape is actually, like, sped up and rewound and backwards talk from episodes of Frasier. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. All right. And now, the first ever cover of Gloria. Wow. I already like it. So this is Church Jams now. Oh, nice. Did you hear their, their, their kid at the beginning? Yeah, their this kid, is so church great. Church church kid. Kid. All of them my, my one three dads. child. <laughs> this is so good. The movie moves back, yeah. This is so nice. This is amazing, and it's the this first ever so cover good. of this song, known in existence, and it sounds really good. It totally transforms the song, gives you a whole new context for it. I could turn it. Just tell me, I'm on the one. I'm on the one twos in. Yeah, I will not let I down my guard. Sure you just let me know com- I, I just want to make sure down. we can hear your comments. This is so good. I love it. I love the reverb. Yeah. 
I love the guitar tone, it sounds great. Gotta save some of it for people to experience on their own. It was great. Then we have PTL. Oh, I like this. This is like 90s vibes. Yeah, it is. This is like a... Like not a, dark wave. It's almost it's, like like a grunge, but dreamy. Dream grunge? Dream grunge. <laughs> so this is David Park. Oh, nice. He has this to be credited great. as Jimmy Epod. This is so pretty. And it's funny because, like, <laughs> I love that he put the same laugh in. It's so good. That's so good. Even though the song itself is completely, like, a different vibe. Again, I would totally go just, like, listen to this song. Right. <laughs> this version of this song. I love this. So this was the first one to come in. I nice. This came in like in February. Maybe. Oh wow! And this was like so painful that I couldn't share this with you. Yeah, oh, I've been waiting that. for so long to share this with you. So many good like guitar solos in these covers. Yeah. Uh, then we have Corey Williams with Disaster. Already, this is better than the original. <laughs> Sorry, Reliant K. <laughs> this is like a Wes Anderson version. <laughs> this is like from a Wes Anderson like, 60s but modern kind of feel yeah. to it. I love it. It's got disaster all over. I love it, the Wes Anderson version. That's a good way to put it. The what? The Wes Anderson version yeah. is a good way to put it. I love this. This is like something you get from a Wes Anderson soundtrack. Ooh, and you're like, I'm going to check out the rest of this artist. And then you never do. But in this case, you should. Corey Williams. Yeah, it's I such really a scene. like this. And this is what I this is what I'm really hoping the covers will show if you are like put off by the production decisions and the overall yeah. aesthetic of Collapsible Along that you know that I just want to hear the sexy and the church and the baby in the room sleeping. So naughty. It's so much less <laughs> jarring, though, than even the way it's sort of pronounced in the Reliant right. K version. It flows. It works. It's smooth. It's, it's not... It doesn't stand out awkwardly. Yeah, I will say that Tyson does seem to sell the sexy He's line like, a little too... Yeah. You're looking so sexy. But Corey just showed you don't have to do that. You can just, like, make it part of the song, just integrate it in it. It sounds great. Fantastic. Well, then we have Bjorn contributing When You Were My Baby. Let's see if Bjorn... remember what happened. If Bjorn can uh, make me actually pay attention to this song for once in my life. This guy was looking overcast on the outskirts of love. It's when you said keep on driving 
Although the sun's gonna set. I like this. You said you had to see how far we could take this. Yeah, how far we could get when you were my baby. Like, I like what everyone's doing with the vocals, you yeah. know, how they're, like, switching things up. I re- I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, but they're using the, the real, uh, other than polyphialics, they're all using the real melodies, and it shows right. that these songs are all, at their core, good songs. Yeah. That were just put into a context that was, it, you have to kind of work to get to Reliant K's level. This is, like, more fun. Like, I'm already <laughs> more engaged. I should just forget you. The, what we're saying is this is all the new Reliant K. All these people oh, no. <laughs> are taking over Reliant K. This also has that like geek rock feel to it. I like it. Then we have, and this is the one that you requested. This is Samantha Henson with Sweeter. Hells yeah. that up to the mic just a little. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just have to pull it back when you're talking. Right. Sorry. She looks good in clothes. Had you heard any of this yet? I've not heard any of this yet. I love it. This is so good. Even when her eyes are closed Can't keep from staring Oh, the trouble I'm just over here vibing. I need to make some sort of video. Um, I mean, I'm going to upload these to YouTube as well. But I need to make some sort of like commercial to make sure people check out all these right, covers. Because yeah. it's one thing to like go to the band camp, and some people might not if they learn about this on Instagram. I need people to hear these when they're on Instagram. Well, we could listen so to good. the next the full three minutes, but we do need to move on. I love it. I'll listen to more later. Sam did not disappoint. This is great. The guitar tone's amazing. It's actually yeah. rumbling the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Kyle Huffman music. Nice. At Kyle Huffman music. Uh, with collapse. There you go. I'm like, wait a minute, this is collapsible lung? Oh, I already like it more. (laughs) He used a little bit of who I I get it, yeah, yeah, I love that. And Kyle sent us something else before, and I'm not remembering what it was right now. (laughs) All right, yeah. Again, I already like this way more than the original. Right, right. <laughs> so just to remind everybody, Kyle submitted a cover of Part of It for us. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, for our Part of It episode. And then I actually missed, I almost missed that he submitted it to us. <laughs> This is what that song I think needed for me. This is what this is what the song Collapsible Lung needed to be for me to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, just make it more pop punk. Boothing <laughs> it up. Let's do it. Yeah, I love it. And it's it. a different kind. And what I love is that there are, so there are, now I remember, there are three pop punk covers on this. Okay. Because we're going to have a couple extra tracks in a second. Uh, and all three styles of pop punk on this tribute album are different styles of pop punk. So, like, this is, Kyle and uh, Daniels are probably the most similar, but they're still different, slightly different variations of pop punk. So it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Uh, and then we, I wasn't sure that we were going to get a cover of this, but Adam Goff uh, messaged me and was like, did anyone take That's My Jam? And I wasn't pushing anyone for That's My Jam because it was the Amazon exclusive track. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, if someone covers it, that's fine. Well, Adam came through Turn up the record, cause the and he just did a nice bed. This is literally in his bedroom. I, he did this. I don't want to undersell it or oversell it, but I think he did this in like five hours or something, or maybe three hours or maybe seven hours, but he did it in one day in his bedroom on band, band, not band camp. That's what this is. We're listening to uh, garage band, band, garage band, rock band. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people use GarageBand for their version, for their songs. So this is awesome. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Then we have... So that covers the whole album. We got three more... Uh, let me see. Actually, we got two doubles. So okay. I put them at the end. We have Contrary to Popular Belief, who was another person who um, I talked to through Greg Simpson of This Might Be a Podcast. And he submitted a Lost Boy uh, song. And his and Daniel's came in at pretty much the same time. And I was like, well, Daniel's been a friend of the podcast for a long time, contributed a lot to the show. So I got to put his in the main spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, to con- Contrary to Popular Belief, but I put... Uh, their song here at the end but it's also amazing and it's also a rock version of lost boy but it's a different kind of rock version this is what i mentioned is kind of a punk song this is more like a garage punk yeah this is more like the hives or something this is more like garage rock i love so many talented folks out there I love it. I love everyone. It's great. Song. Everybody like knocked it out of the park. 100%. I want to do this with like every album. <laughs> like a cover yeah. version. <laughs> yeah, then I got to hear it. So then he does this awesome thing. Well, it's so it's just a simple melody. It's yeah. so nice, and this is like. In the core of the song and inspired this. Yeah, I love it. 
before these covers, I was running like a stray <laughs> from Collapse of the Wall. You know? So good. Love it. Nice. That's awesome. Then, so the original idea was everyone who would contribute would, you know, I didn't want it like... There's another amazing cover from the Collapsible Long time from of a Collapsible Long song, and that is um, Zeke Power's cover of Boomerang. Go check that out. We've talked oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. It's why we had Zeke Power on the show, and uh, uh, Australian voice finalist. Uh, that I didn't want to take people's covers that existed on YouTube or something and right. contact them out of the blue if we had just happened to have played it in the past. One thing I I wanted them to be things that people submitted to mm-hmm. us. I completely failed to contact another friend of the pod, J.C. Keith, John Savage, uh, who, you know, they did the full Air for Free tribute album. Yeah. So obviously I should have contacted J.C. Keith, but it was such a bear to manage this project because everybody was contacted through a different medium. Some people were my personal Instagram DMs. Some people were the Sadie Hawkins pod Twitter DMs. Some people were the Instagram Sadie Hawkins pod DMs. Some people were email. Some people were on Messenger personally from my personal Facebook. It was such a bear. I couldn't think of everybody. I forgot JC Keith. I'm super sorry. Then they contact. Then John contacted me and was like, "Oh hey, uh, I heard there was a Clubs Along project." I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." But then they sent me this sweeter cover that they had nice. of that J C Keith recorded, and it's amazing. Why is it that even from the opening, like every song, I'm like, oh, I really like this. She looks good in your clothes, climbing up the staircase. And it's super nice, actually, to get, like, the, the slowest, most contemplative, sort of romantic song from Collapse of the Lung and get a female perspective, female lens, and a male lens. Yeah. And they each went with the same general vibe of, like, slowed down, soft guitar from the original song but in a different style. This is sort of a more... This is sort of a more... Gives me more of a country vibe, more of an oldie country vibe, whereas Samantha's gives me more of like a... Uh, more of like a dreamy yeah. guitar pop sort yeah. of vibe. So it's amazing. Thank you, guys. And I promise... Oh, did I spell key wrong? Oh, <laughs> I gotta Danny. go to fix that. Um, <laughs> I'm so insulting to I'm really sorry. But I'm thinking in the future, I want the next cover project, maybe, to be Nashville, Tennessee P. Because there aren't enough, co- except for Collapsible Long, which literally has over a hundred YouTube covers, because I think it's just like the easiest. Remember, we did clap. I said Collapsible Long. You said Collapsible Long. Curl up and die. Okay. <laughs> Curl up and die, and I'm I'm not using. I know Danny uses hyperbole all the time. It had 100. It had one over 100, three digits of covers on YouTube for Curl Up and Die. Wow. Maybe someone needs to do something slightly different with Curl Up and Die. I think Curl Up and Die is just a really easy song for people to learn on guitar, so a lot of people did it. Um, I need someone to do something different with, with Curl Up and Die, but mo- a lot of the other songs on Nashville Tennis haven't been covered, so. 
That would be a great project. I love this. This is this is so good. Like all all of these are amazing. Like I just want this to be the album. I just want this <laughs> covers album to be the actual album. If you were like, hey, this is this new album that's out. It's called Collapsible Long, and you just played me this covers project. I believe this is great. <laughs> Well, we have one last song, and this is a special remix of David Park's PTL song. It's the same instrumentation. It's just got a slight difference. You're supposed to know my new name. (laughs) I I love that you're laughing in the song and in in your life. (laughs) This is like the remix remix. Scott Chocolate. Scott Chocolate. I forgot all about Scott Chocolate. You know what? This absolutely sounds like it should be on the Empire Records soundtrack. That's what it is. It takes a minute. I don't want to fast forward because I'm afraid I'll I'll not land on it, but it takes a minute to get back to the... Scott Chocolate. (laughs) So in this version, so David made two versions. His regular version and one where he puts in some dialogue. (laughs) And a few other surprises that I don't want to spoil. It won't come back until the chorus, but I'm afraid to fast forward because if I land on it wrong, I'll spoil the surprise. So I'm just talking it up until we get to that chorus. It's coming up any second. In fact, I think it's right about now. So apparently in the history of the podcast, you did a couple of, you did a cut co- Scott Chocolate merch and I'm keeping 100% of the profits. <laughs> I guess a couple of times in the history of the podcast, you might have done a couple of different like parody lyrics of, I never meant to something, something, something. <laughs> Dad, that's when- hilarious. So I was at lunch in February listening to this, and I'm like, I gotta send this to Jessica, and I'm like, no, I gotta wait till I get home for here to hear, and I'm like, no, I gotta wait until January, I gotta wait till June to play it for her. This is so funny. I could, what was that one? Budgie Smugglers! Oh. Love Island! Oh. Why were you why were you I, insisting on making PTL uh PTL a British slang I song? Know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm crying. It's so funny. What do you think of this guitar solo? It's got some dirty force. They're trying to do like a cool white stripe. Yeah, like a white stripe type of thing, no? I don't even know. I think this might have been the Gloria episode. Well, what what guitar solo had a dirty white stripe? Maybe it was a cover we were talking about. Isn't this song? No. Oh. He, 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 David Park went and pulled random clips from oh episodes that kind of fit. So he, we're not talking about his guitar solo in this. We That's couldn't amazing. be. We couldn't be. That's impossible. That's the, chronologically. He found some other thing. We were talking about some dirty guitar solo, and you weren't impressed. <laughs> What do you think of this guitar solo? It's got some dirty force. They're trying to do like a cool white stripe. Music. Yeah, like a white stripe type of dirty thing. No? <laughs> Was that one? I, I don't know why I missed that one. one. <laughs> 
I never meant to be your brother. brother. <laughs> you gotta, I gotta bring back Scott Chocolate, and you gotta bring back parodying the lyrics of PTO. Yeah. That was apparently a running gag for you. Apparently. I completely forgot about my Scott Chocolate alternate name. So we turned up on our trippy doll. That's amazing. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's so Jessica. What do you think of collapsible along the album? <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> No, what do you think of Collapsible Lung? Not Replaceable Hips. Oh, Replaceable Hips is my new favorite album. <laughs> so this is free on Bandcamp right now. Uh, I did not talk about this with anyone, and I haven't done any work for it, but I'm like, I was talking to Adam Goff about how you put things on Spotify, and I'm like, I guess that sounds easy, but I didn't talk to any of the artists about doing that, so I won't do it without permission. Plus... I've talked to Greg Simpson about how you properly license covers Mm -hmm. and it it's cheaper than you think necessarily it's actually based on how many downloads or streams you think you're gonna get so I would estimate we'd get like 50 (laughs) (laughs) but honestly like I would estimate we'd get like I don't know a hundred in like or, or something we wouldn't get a lot so I, I want to make sure to do that properly because obviously I just uploaded these to Bandcamp. I didn't go through Goatee Records or any publishing company. These are free. I didn't even do name your price. What I th- I've never had a Bandcamp account. I learned that if 200 people download it this month, I have to pay Bandcamp. Oh wow! To buy a block of more downloads, I guess people. I guess Bandcamp doesn't want people to just upload a bunch of stuff for free gotcha. to their thing yeah, and just yeah. have a bunch of people download it. Like you have to pay them now. If I said if I said to name your price and people sent us a dollar, well, each, Danny, I'm sorry, you're going to have to pay because I'm going to download this 200 times. <laughs> so good. Well, I think you can stream it as much as you want. I don't know how that oh, works. Okay. I'm talking about download. You can download the FLAC or MP3 files. Or you could just stream it on your Bandcamp app. But it's just set to free. There are limitations. I don't know. Like, you can't download uh, the other classic Reliant K tribute album, Princes of the Sun. Oh, good lord. Covering the self-titled album. That's not downloadable. But this is downloadable. At least for now. Until such a time as it gets taken down or something. Well, this was outstanding. (laughs) Like, this was so good. I love this so much. I'll also put a oh, link in the show so notes. So good. I pointed down under the table, like literally. You, you like, did, like you're like, already like, you're, you're, like you're a YouTuber. <laughs> like it, it makes sense when you point down and you're a YouTuber because you're literally pointing down. But like, I'm just in the room and there's just a microphone in front of us and I'm pointing at the table. Well, anyway, I'll put the link to the Bandcamp in the uh, show notes of what you're listening to now. Thank you all so much to everyone who participated. Yes. This is amazing. You all did incredible. Like, oh my gosh. Exceeded all expectations. Fantastic. So uh, so uh, let's rip off Church Jams now. Jessica, <laughs> collapsible long, flop it or bop it? Oh, it's still a flop. <laughs> okay. But you would bop replaceable hips. Oh, hells yeah. Or, yep. Massive bop. Good. Well... 
that's collapsible lung. Happy anniversary, everybody. Yeah. Out there. Get partying. Now, Reliant K has shows set up for later this summer and into the fall. They have festival dates. Obviously, I'm expecting them to be collapsible lung shows. <laughs> they got the big celebration at Furnace Fest and oh, when boy. we were young. Gonna gonna rock. You know, I was actually disappointed when we went to our two Um yeah shows and they didn't play Don't Blink. Because I know that they played Don't... I'm pretty sure... I, I know. I'm pretty sure they played Don't Blink at the uh, at the Searching... Looking for America tour that, uh, yeah. that we went to. Yeah. But I wasn't paying attention... But we talked about it. I wasn't paying attention to those songs. Like, I just wanted to hear everything up through five score. Right. I wasn't even appreciating the Forget Not Slow Down songs that they played or the Air for Free songs that they played in the 2016 tour. Uh so I, w- I was looking forward to hearing Don't Blink in Boston or Orlando, and they didn't play them those nights. Well, but they did play them. They did play Don't Blink on the tour. They just didn't play them in Boston and, and Orlando. Gotcha. So Reliant K, get out there, break out these hits. Don't please don't steal compositions from our friends. <laughs> <laughs> don't do what Glee did. Don't just steal other people's cover compositions oh no and then remember they used to do that right when they would they would like steal the compositions of youtubers and present them as their own they like family guy stealing jokes from youtubers they do that too like what is it with fox and just stealing material from youtubers and then like not giving them credit Uh, can you watch family guy on uh, on disney plus like you can glee because we were searching for something the other day and glee came up we were like why is this on here (laughs) no you can't watch family guy on there Oh, she's like, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Stay safe and healthy out there. Happy anniversary to Collapsible Lung. And I'm going to go listen to Replaceable Hips in its entirety now.